Ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to get underway. Then we can find their seats and remember to enjoy the show. Thank you. Welcome to Coming of Age. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, my name is Alan Loosebrock. And my name is Chase Cummins. And we have a wonderful guest, Chase's brother, on the podcast today. My little brother. Hey guys, how's it going? This is Michael. 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 Mike for short. <laughs> you can call you him Mike prefer, email him. Do you prefer that or do you prefer Michael. You can call me whatever you want. Michael is the archangel. Chef Mike, Big Sugar, I mean, you know, whatever. <laughs> Big Sugar? Why would I ever call you that? Fuck I you. like it. You should. <laughs> All right, Big Sugar. <laughs> they call him in the restaurant. <laughs> He's just so sweet. Oh, my. Big. <laughs> You'll see when we post the picture. He's fat as fuck. <laughs> the biggest motherfucker. Of course, he's a chef. Never trust a skinny chef. I mean, what can I say? <laughs> or a fit one, or one that goes to the gym. Yeah, or or one who is anything but fat. <laughs> everything. everything he has everything. everything. He has to be a fat man. All right. Did you guys watch anything lately that you want to talk about? Have you seen Sharp Objects? Who Sharp? <laughs> Objects. No, um, I actually have. Yeah, yeah. Did you watch yeah, it? I did watch that. It's pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, it was. I mean, half the episode was just Amy Adams getting drunk, but yeah, it but was like a in a really episode. good way. Oh, that's the. Uh, it's a new TV television show on HBO. Only one episode out. Two. Two apps. Two. I've not seen the it's, second one. As it, of this episode, probably a lot more. <laughs> uh, there's a, a. It's a slow burn. So the second episode it's a little slower than the first, but it gave you a lot more story. And it's an eight episode miniseries. So the mm-hmm. whole thing will be told, and it is very promising. That's cool. I might watch it. Maybe Amy Adams will turn around for me. But uh, man, really not a fan. What? Really? <laughs> no. Okay. What, I love that reaction. What what movies? What no? <laughs> what what, what don't do you, you like? dislike about Amy Adams? Just Amy Adams' face and uh, her talking. I love her. <laughs> I that's my favorite part. Yeah, <laughs> everything. Yeah, no, I, I think she's great. The master can't do it. I like her in the master a lot, but still, I wish her. I, I enjoy wish her was just someone else doing the great job. <laughs> I don't feel that way at all. I completely disagree with you. I completely disagree. She's just one of those people. I just like. I'm like, oh damn, why did this movie have to have Amy Adams? I love her, man. Oh, she was great. Like Nocturnal Animals is Amy Adams, right? Like, yeah, she's yeah, that fantastic. Was fucking awesome. Yeah, I didn't finish that movie. The sub, uh, no, the the sound was like all crazy on the version that I got. Yeah, the one I watched, it was all off. Like the sound was off, but Jordan and I watched it still with the sound off, and we were like, like offset, and we were still in it. It was fucking crazy. Like <laughs> I, it made us so uncomfortable. I like we we just did it, and we I fucking love that movie. It the, was so long. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Well, no, I mean it's long, and you sat through that. Yeah. 
It didn't matter. It was that. It was good. that fucking good. It was that fucking good. Well, I want to watch it. I'm just saying, like, she's in a lot of good shit. I realize this, but man, oh man, I don't like that actress showing up in my fucking movies. Okay, <laughs> I just don't agree. I like. It's when fine. She, I hear her name. I'm like, That's I'm gonna see all that shit. Right. I know. I know. <laughs> Chase, it's all right. I'm just saying, you might enjoy Sharp Sharp Objects. Oh uh, yeah, I'm down to watch it. I it's like. I'm so far behind on everything, and I'm never gonna catch up. And it's it's. Fine. We're ne- I'm just none watch, of us. I'm just watching Adventure Time now. <laughs> none of us are gonna. I'm never gonna catch up on Adventure Time. There's so much more shit since the last time I saw that. <clears throat> yeah, you are. Every episode is 11 minutes. Yeah, but you know, there's 26 episodes in each season. But <laughs> yeah, you got it. And there are quite a few seasons now. I watched like the first four or five, and I was every like, Saturday for the next four years. <laughs> <laughs> it, it'll be fine. You might get there. <laughs> Okay, they're about to end Adventure Time. <clears throat> Are they? Yeah, it's about to have the series finale. It's wow. going like, to wrap everything up. That's awesome. They have a pretty linear plot, so I'm interested to see where it's going and where it's going to end. You'll, you, I thought you'll never catch up. Though. I'm never going to catch up. <laughs> but I'm interested. <laughs> I'm interested. This yeah, is the problem. I would like to catch up. <laughs> That's, this is the problem. Like, there's too much. We're being, we're being flooded. What... What else have you watched? So we watched a movie called Caliber on Netflix on the recommendation of Stephen King. Yes. And it was fantastic. Um, crazy, scary, um, and uncomfortable. And that's what we were looking for. <laughs> we were looking to be uncomfortable on Saturday <laughs> night together as one. Yes. <laughs> We're also watching RuPaul season ten because we like to combat the uncomfortable <clears throat> feeling with some real nice feelings. How far are you into that? Like seven episodes. Like awesome, halfway. dude. Vixen is such a bitch. Vixen <laughs> is a bitch. <laughs> Fucking the Vixen is such a bitch. And I like uh, Aquaria. Aquaria is fucking awesome. real as fuck. And Miss Cracker. The best queens are real. Michael, have you ever watched RuPaul's Drag Race? I have not, no. We're trying to get everybody on the train. Yeah. It's you, a very entertaining We've talked show. about it several times on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I listen to the podcast, but not religiously. I haven't caught every episode. Well, fuck you. Why are you- <laughs> Uh, I don't listen to the show. All right, fuck it. <laughs> I don't expect you to listen to that. I just w- was wondering, just because of it, it exists in the world. Yeah, <laughs> I was just I was just saying for the viewers who are following us. I know we've talked about this quite a bit. Okay, so hang on. So what was the name of it again? It's called RuPaul's Drag Race. All right, have you never heard of it? Never heard of it. So I know nothing about it. So it's like America's Next Top Model, but with drag queens. Okay. And it's uh, what Very VH1 show? Is, yes, yeah, I think so. VH1. Okay. RuPaul is this incredible drag queen, and he's fucking awesome. He's been around as forever. Shit, he's sassy as fuck. He's smart as hell, and he gives these women fantastic advice for like life. Yeah, and it's amazing show, to see the whole show. It really is love. legit, like real and good as fuck. It's like the most positive endorsement I've ever heard for a VH1 show. <laughs> it's the most no, for sure, absolutely. Show, yeah. I do not watch like any, no, 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 anything on VH1. I don't even watch reality. <laughs> if shows. that show just happens to be on VH1, because it it is like a reality show, 
And it is like, it does feel like that. It looks like that. And it's, but it's self-aware. It transcends. Yeah. It it has this super positive message and like they get catty and there's all this drama that goes down. But at the end of the day, everybody fucking loves each other. And that's the whole fucking point. (laughs) Pretty much. He ends every episode saying, how the hell uh, are you going to love? What does he say? You can't love yourself. How the hell are you going to love love somebody somebody else? else? Yeah. That's it. (laughs) You can't love yourself. How the hell can you uh, love someone else? Can I get an amen? Oh, amen. Yeah. <laughs> and then they all dance. And they, play and they all dance. <laughs> yeah. And it's so great. But like, that's the message. Yeah. So it's fantastic. But also on the other side of it, they are drag queens and they create incredible, incredible. outfits that you're just like, if you're into, into like costuming or just like pageantry, just, just like shit like that. I'm not like into that, but I was. I'm so into it now. Just because it looks so good. It's so it's artistic. Just, it's just artistic expression. Yeah. Yeah. They're given like themes and they have to like interpret those themes and make these like incredible dresses. And some and, people suck fuck and it's hilarious. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> like, and there's so much humor to it. Like, so they all throw shade, which is like they throw like insults at each other in like a friendly way. But like they can get fucking brutal throwing shade. And so the shitty queens are, are there. Well, I think reading is the friendlier version of reading. And then the, uh, shade is like not cool. Like shade, they, like, like call actually, shade on each yeah, other. Like yeah, fuck yeah. you, man. You throwing shade? <laughs> <laughs> this bitch throwing shade. Uh, really, if you should watch Paris is Burning. Yeah, there's a documentary Paris is Burning that's like a really good introduction to drag culture if you don't know anything about it's drag just culture. Cool. I really it's like, don't. It's like oh, I didn't know that much about it at all. Like yeah. fucking two months ago. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you can still become a fan of RuPaul's Drag Race without having the context <laughs> of Ferris is Burning. But like they do reference that movie quite a bit, and it explains a lot of the terminology <clears throat> and the the history and the roots of the scene and just everything yeah. about it. It's cool. Yeah, well, I mean, if I ever have time, which I Almost definitely won't. I'll try and check it out. You okay. do this week. Time to learn. <laughs> yeah. mm. That's exactly how I want to spend my vacation. <laughs> Just watching movies with us. Just learning about drag. We're and... going to do a podcast every night. <laughs> every night. We're going to make you watch RuPaul's Drag Race. Every nine. episode. <laughs> every, every episode and ev- wherever we're at in the day, we're going to do a podcast on those episodes. <laughs> Just like eating fucking food like... Uh, so anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go take a shit. <laughs> you guys take over. <laughs> guys, I really need to take a shower. <laughs> we have to wait until Sasha Valor. <laughs> Her dresses are incredible. Um, yeah, I haven't watched fucking shit. Literally just been watching Adventure Time and RuPaul's Drag Race, but like season three. Oh, you're going back? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I, I yeah, I've watched recent stuff, but I need to go back. All the self-referential shit. I want to. Yeah. I want to know. I want to know what they're talking about. The first two seasons are crazy. They're in their garage. They're very low quality, <laughs> and like the cameras are even like, the lighting is just like it looks like it's like hazy. Yeah. And like glowy shitty as fuck i worked with a guy who uh was directing an episode of television um the the episode of television i was working on and he was a like camera guy on that season that first season of rupaul huh he he was like talking about what it was like to work on that that first season it was like out of his rupaul's garage essentially sounds very yeah like 
I bet it was great just because RuPaul is who she is. Yeah, he said it was the best experience of his life. He was saying That's that, very, like... It's funny. Yeah, he was saying that, like, uh, he was one of the only straight guys there. And there was, like, a moment when they were all talking. And uh, they were like, you know why we, like, hired you to be here? And he was like, no, like, why am I, like, one of the only straight guys here? Why did you guys hire me? And he, they were like, we just wanted to, like, we want straight people to, to come in on this culture and be a part of it. Yeah. Like, we want it to be for everybody. And we wanted to, like you know kind of sh- like show you what this is about and that it isn't like as scary as it like s- like people some make people, it out to be yeah some people. you know and he was just like the- it was so awesome and then that's reflected in season nine when they bring the crew in that oh one yeah episode. and that one big dude that big camera guy mm-hmm. pretty sure that guy's fucking awesome he like showed up in the finale and drag <laughs> he was awesome yeah and it was yeah it's all about inclusion and shit I fucking love rupaul Oh, well, sounds good. I mean, I'll check it out. You convinced me. <laughs> this is like a super positive show. Yeah. I gotta check it out. It's a good one. It really will make your life better. Yeah. No, you, it will. Especially if you bring on other people to it. Like, watch it again. Always. Do you, you watch a lot of stuff alone? Uh, I'm alone or with my roommate. Hmm. <laughs> Mostly. Sure, you're saying. I, I tend not to go out to go watch something. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I do the same. I just Skype with friends and watch shit. All right. Three, two, one. one hit play. play. <laughs> no. <laughs> this is not synced, bro. I can hear your shit a second before. God damn it. Goddamn computer's lagging. <laughs> I know you paused it to go to the bathroom. Don't fucking lie to me. <laughs> Where are you, bro? <laughs> are you seeing this shit? Goddamn Decepticons did it again. <laughs> Dude, Anthony Hopkins is in this movie. What's going on? Was he in Transformers? Yeah. Oh, God. Was he really? Yeah. Several of them. Did you Have you seen that uh, video? Dina just showed me and Travis. It's like Anthony Hopkins used to write uh, music. Or yeah. he still does. Yeah, but... And, but he wrote a symphony. And they played yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. that. Yeah. yeah, that was awesome. He looks like... He's like dressed up like the mask. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the crowd doesn't he like cry in that video like he gets emotional he doesn't look like he's crying but he looks very happy like pleased yeah and like uh you just i don't know he looks like he's having a life moment and yeah. it's awesome well, that, that would be a life <laughs> yeah, moment yeah for sure <laughs> but you can see it on his face and yeah. you're like cool yeah like, you're like, oh, he cares <laughs> <laughs> we uh we watched uh silence of the lambs again the other night and uh, that movie's so fucking good. <laughs> it is really, oh, it really so is. so fucking good. Yeah. It's like, I haven't watched it in a while. It's a perfect movie. Perfectly directed. It is so artistic. It, but like, can, like, it's not conventional at all, but like, it just is easy to digest. So fucking good. That cum isn't easy to, to digest. Well, the subject matter is not easy to digest, <laughs> to be honest. You know, people are eating people and coming on people and killing people and sewing bodies yeah. into suits and shit. But like, it's so fucking good. Like, <laughs> it is really good. So good. Oh my God. Oh, I could do a whole podcast on Silence of the Lambs. I'm sorry. I, I could get into all the fucking themes and the like feminism and like fucking positive bullshit that's in that. It's so good. Hell yeah. yeah, next, hell yeah. next time. <laughs> yeah. One, one day. That's why I'm saying it now that I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just that's Anthony Hopkins is crazy. He is crazy. The mask. He's awesome. <laughs> he believes Breaking Bad's the greatest TV show of all time, but I. Uh, might disagree with Breaking Bad. <clears throat> he wrote Brian Cranston and said that 
his portrayal of Walter White was the greatest performance he'd ever seen in his, in his entire career, in his entire life. Maybe he's right. I don't know, man. He was in The Lion in Winter. He was in some of the greatest fucking films of all time. He's some of the greatest performances ever. I don't know if you can say. Right? Like, Brian Cranston's great as Walter White, but I don't know if he's... Well, through his eyes, that is saying something, though. I mean, that's a huge a compliment. Fucking amazing performance with Breaking Bad. For I don't sure. think it was, like, the most well-written show in the world. It definitely like, fumbled, but, like, yeah, great performance. I mean, and it was super entertaining. It was pretty good, though. Yeah, no, it was great. It, like, great looking back, I'm not knocking it at all. That. No, no, I'm not trying to criticize Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad was, was good, but I'm just saying. Yeah, what the fuck, Anthony Hopkins? Jesus. <laughs> you can't just go around saying shit like that. <laughs> People are going to think it's fact. <laughs> Brian Cranston is a god. <laughs> Anthony Hopkins said it. It must be true. we got to worship him. I, I wish, like, isn't it weird that he's... He like blew up, but he blew up like totally, um, uh, like uh, typecasted. Yeah, kind of, kind of, yeah. Like he's kind of always a little like but then shadier see, character. But then you see Elephant Man, and he's like this very pure character. Yeah, you know, I don't know. It's like goes back and forth in his career. He kind of did did everything. But I like mean, we, in the middle, like, like earlier, like the, we're, we're talking about know? Anthony Hopkins. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Oh, 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 no, I was talking about uh, Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston. Oh, I was yeah, talking. Sure. I'm sorry. That's yeah. Not, no. I, okay. So I wasn't. No, I lost. <laughs> I lost the track of that. I'm sorry. He wasn't in Elephant Man. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like trying to like, it's like Elephant Man was a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen it, so <laughs> I'm gonna move past that. <laughs> but yeah. That's nah, whatever. Let's talk about Tampopo. Yes. Tampopo. <laughs> this is a big moment for me. I've been wanting to do this movie for a long time now. Wow. On this podcast. I'm glad we're doing it. Let's see again. It's good. Take a uh, moment. Oh, finally. <laughs> finally. All right, so. Better get it right. Um, <laughs> good. We gotta do it right. <laughs> right. So as we go into this movie, this is part of our food and sex series, um, and this movie really fits the fucking bill. Um, incredibly, incredibly well. Yeah. It, it is a movie. Through one aspect, <laughs> like, a couple of scenes. Um, it is definitely uh, about food. It is uh, supplementarily about sex <laughs> and uh, life and death and everything else, but. Uh, uh, it's pretty fucking great. Um, so as we start this segment, I will say that our guest today, Michael, is or Mike, as he prefers, or no. sugar, sugar baby, um, <laughs> big sugar, big, big sugar. sugar. Right. That was it. Yeah, we, he ain't no baby, dude. Yeah, ain't no ba- big sugar over here. Uh, he's a professional chef, so he's gonna kind of enlighten us on the food aspects of the film. Yeah, because he he's a ramen chef. Was not I, 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 would, I was in culinary school and I worked on a ramen truck. <laughs> hey, but ramen the, truck. the owner of the truck was the cuisine second Asia floor of the science instructor building. in culinary school. So I mean, probably the best person to work for for a ramen concept. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Sounds great. <laughs> yeah. So we've established he has knowledge and experience. <laughs> Very basic, almost non-credentials. Normal ramen for normal people. Okay, <laughs> come on. 
Um, but Tampopo means dandelion, which you know you just gotta say. And it's yeah. fucking awesome. Later, the image they make on Tampopo's uh, ramen house. Yes, it looks mm-hmm. dope as fuck. Yes, I just love this. I haven't watched a Japanese movie. I haven't watched like a foreign film. I feel like in a while, probably just for whatever foreign film we did last time. Satyricon. <laughs> yeah, that's probably the last foreign film I, I saw. I don't know, but uh, I don't know. They're just so fucking great. I, like this is this film's so classic and yeah. God, I just want to watch it so fucking much. Yeah, it's like I want to rewatch it. Like I want to see it again. It's so funny, and it's like super Mel Brooksy kind of like. It gets real silly, but like just brings it back, like and like brings you into this cinematic, beautiful world that like has so many themes, and then like cuts it and goes back to like crazy ass humor. Yeah. Yeah. It's so weird and awesome. Yeah, yeah no, it was it was amazing. Like it it definitely has like a rhythm to it and like mm-hmm. they they lighten the mood so much but then they get so they get so cinematic. There's so many moments in this movie where you're like that's like pure cinema. Mm-hmm. That's and, and and it plays into these like mm-hmm. archetypes of these different kinds of genres. They have the gangster film or the Yakuza film and the, the American Western and the spaghetti Western kind of all on display in these different ways, but they're incorporated in these really like creative and unique moments. And then they cut all of that with this like really, really funny, silly humor when they have like the, these sound effects and like, (laughs) yeah, Yeah. when they're slurping the noodles and it's like, <laughs> but it's like that's how it is in one scene, you know. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, it's yeah. not like a yeah, recurring yeah, thing. Exactly. Like it's yeah. just that one time. Like especially like I love that it's not ever like these are the funny people, these are the you know serious actors. It's all like shifting, like blending together. Like like even like the bad guy, like there'll be just him dying was like super dramatic. Yeah, and then him just explaining how he wanted to eat. The, uh, this like yam infested boar intestine. Yeah, yam infested boar intestine. I know, well, but yeah, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> yeah. That's a really yam great boar intestine. <laughs> it, it's and like yam sausage. And he's explaining it in such a serious manner, but it's so funny well, that he's just dying, and, and it's his last like, like breath. He's like, "I wish I could eat." this thing with you and he's explaining the entire yeah. thing how but to eat it while it's hot <laughs> in the performance and the way it's shot so beautiful though exactly. that you're like in it and you're in the rain's you're falling down yeah. you way believe him and you're like but it's also slightly S- fucking hilarious yeah. <laughs> like what the like, yeah. like this is like your dying moment <laughs> and then he has that great line where he's like he tells her to shh and he's like my final film is starting which is a reference to the mm-hmm. very beginning of the movie where he totally breaks the fourth wall and he like addresses the yeah. audience we're also watching a movie yeah yeah <laughs> like yeah yes. and and he like passing the movie that we were just watching so like he dies right in front of the story that we've been seeing and then there's <clears> this like great like it all comes together in this weird yeah. like coincidental filmic way and he says that line and dies and then the fucking transition is like Looney Tunes and it is yeah. hilarious. It's just like super yeah. whimsical. It's, like zoom in and it's, it's just so done and you're back funny. to the movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. All those little vignettes throughout the entire movie. Yeah. Yeah. The little are like so cool. wipe of the camera. You're like wondering like at the beginning you're, 
kind of what I, at least I was wondering, I'm sure you were too, Michael, if like, like these characters are going to be like part of the film, you know, like, you right. Know, yeah. Because scenes, with the like, first, like, like three scenes, they're all just were kinda... all like mixed together. Like, <laughs> yeah. and you're like, Wait, which part is the real movie? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, which one do I follow? Like, all of them? Follow? Okay. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but then like, you, obviously you catch on. It's so good. There's so many good ones. I love it. They're all good. The, the old man <clears throat> teaching the young guy how yes, to they eat ramen was just like... Just at the very beginning. Yeah, that was like, like the perfect well, start to it. Well, that's like, uh, Gun. Uh, yeah. That's Goro's, yeah, yeah, Goro's yeah. friend. And like yeah. it's when he's like reading the book. Yeah. And then he's like in the scene. And yeah. And like, he's like in him. the yeah. scene learning from the sensei. <laughs> oh my God. It's so good. And he's just like... Tap the beef. <laughs> Tap it three times. Is there any significance? Yeah. No. <laughs> Just draining the liquid off. Yeah. God, it's so awesome. But he's like telling him like to rub the the pork and and like apologize and like show your affection and then like move it to the side. Yeah. And like, and, like start with the noodles, but as you're slurping the noodles, make solid contact <laughs> yeah. with the pork. pork. Yeah. yeah. Give it your affection. Yeah. <laughs> It's so, dude, it's so funny. I fucking love that. And then it straight up turns right away into a Western right after that. Yeah. Which I didn't expect, but like when they get to that ramen bar. Yeah. And he walks in and it's like walking into those old saloons. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. got the cowboy it's hat like on. real tight and like everybody's like, looks like they're fucking ready to throw down. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, fuck? <clears throat> that shit's so good. It's so awesome. It's so great, and there's so much tension in each of those scenes, and then it like diffuses it so well with comedy. Because like in that oh, scene, the drunk yeah. guy like starts mouthing off to Tampopo, and we don't know these characters yet, and he's just like, "Come to Paris with me, quit what you're doing. Why the fuck aren't you letting me buy you out? You you, you stupid kind of thing." And then uh, uh, Go- Goro, Go- Goro, Goro yeah. he he picks the the little Full like fish cake. <laughs> Yeah, with the little pink spiral and flicks it on his nose. It's the um, and it's the best timing. Yeah, the comedic timing in this movie in general yeah. is incredible. It is so yes. on and, spot. And like, the sound effects like just added to it. Too. It's <laughs> yeah, like that, like, it's like a cartoon. Like <laughs> yeah, it felt like watching it animated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so good. <laughs> oh my god! Like he's just like shocked as fuck. Like with the audience, it's like oh my god. <laughs> yeah, and then they all go outside to fight, and it like the camera doesn't show the fight it kind of shows the shadows and then it just zooms in on tim popo and tobo mm-hmm. and it, like you even commented when we were watching it you were like uh oh it's just a fucking old movie not even gonna show the fight <laughs> like it's a joke and like it's like that's so true though this is better like oh it's seeing so much react to it and then like seeing how it pays off later on in the film and we get the whole fight sequence later on between the drunk guy and and goro and that makes up for not being able to see a fight for sure. It's like one of the best scenes in the movie. It is, yeah. It's fucking great because it's also comedic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the it's fight's funny. pretty funny to yeah. watch. <laughs> they just tire each other out yeah. and they like become friends through it. They're just like grow together. It's like, yeah. man, you're pretty good fighting. Yeah. Which we see again with like Tobo and the bullies that are beating him up, and then he finally beats them up, and then they're all friends oh, that's at the very, end. It's very true. I yeah. saw that as well. Also, let's mention fucking hilarious that they're all in the rain beating up a kid with umbrellas. They all they're holding umbrellas, beating, <laughs> someone, up, beating someone up. Like what the fuck? 
They wanted to beat him up, but they didn't want to get wet. <laughs> we got to stay dry. Just like in the rain, like with an umbrella. Just like, don't just like let him go home. Just like, just keep on going. Yeah, yeah whatever. Is it worth it? Yeah, I don't think stand around in the rain, beat someone up. Yeah. Like he did nothing. <laughs> yeah. You have too much. But yeah, it is awesome how like they're all like, I, I even mentioned that too. I was like, what is this? A fucking free for all? Like they're all like later on in the movie, they're all just beating each other. Up. Yeah. It's yeah, like, he's like, just one of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, and he wins. I love that. Yeah. It's <laughs> oh, it, sorry. It's like, uh, when we were kids, I mean, that's how, that's how I used to fight when I was yeah. a kid. Holy shit. Yeah. It's we just, used to fight all the time. Yeah. Right? It's just not like what I expected. I, I suppose, you know, I yeah, was just yeah. like, oh, this film is fucking just way too good. It just subverts all the expectations and like, but in like really great ways. Yeah, or like it's it, it like yeah. a very uh, like that was like a, just a very real life. Yeah, thing that was just like, oh, fuck yeah, it, it kind of grounds the movie a little yeah. bit. Like, yeah, and it also ties back into the fight we see with Goro and um, the drunkard. I don't remember his yeah, his, sure name. his name. Is. It's it's something really silly. I remember like. He says it after they yeah, get into piss. their fight. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I wrote it down, actually, somewhere around there. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> piss something. But whatever. It's like, piss matter. key. Oh, yeah. Piss, piss bay or something. Piss like. can. Piss can. can, yeah. I think that's <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, piss can. But uh, let's talk about, how about uh, that vignette with the businessmen. Oh, my God. <laughs> Where all the businessmen oh, yes, go. Yes. And... Uh, they all have French menus. So fucking awesome. So like, I'm assuming like that, that guy who walked in with the son is like the head of all of them or something. And that's like his, like his heir. Yeah. I, something I, like, I, I don't know. know. It doesn't yeah. really matter. It's kind but of that's implied just, that way. Cause like you can just kind of do whatever you want with your mind. It doesn't matter. Well, the way that like he <laughs> smacks him in the back of the head and yeah. then like keeps hitting his leg and stuff. And it's like, yeah, yeah, you think this kid's like kind of like a fuck up and stuff. Yeah, he like drops all the <laughs> yeah. shit when he walks. I almost, yeah. I almost like thought of it as that he was like like the assistant, like the you know like the coffee boy kind of deal. Yeah, and like, I thought that at the beginning. And then like he was just like they just abused the shit out of him, and then he was like had the opportunity to like show him up at the table. True. And yeah. It, yeah. It was like fuck you, like you treat me like shit, kind of spiteful move. It's so awesome, and he knows he's not fucking fitting the bill. it's so good oh my god so like the fucking old guy is just like i love how it starts just like oh uh just give me some time to look over the menu (laughs) next guy is like oh i don't know what i want Oh my god, so fucking awesome! Well, and they all order what do they? Well, yeah, order? the first. Well, the, the, the they order the Dover, Dover sole with uh, consomme and no salad. Yeah, yeah, it's like no salad. I'll have the consomme, and they all get a Heineken beer. Yeah, yeah, and then the, yeah, the beer the, sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. And then the kid shows him like shows him up by knowing all the French, and he orders like a three course meal, meal. It's like so something uh, escargot, and then he gets like the the he gets the salad, which is like in opposition to everyone else. They all get the soup, yeah, with apple and walnuts, and like yeah, but, like the Waldorf salad essentially, and like yeah. Uh, yeah, orders orders you, like some wine, <laughs> so yeah, like like nineteen eighty, yeah. like yeah, it's like some Bordeaux from nineteen. 19- I think it's the same wine that they reference later. Yeah, film, with the with, with the, the homeless, homeless guy. Yeah, I think I, I so. Think it actually, is the same wine, and so it was like he got the wine bottle from out back. That's so interesting. That's awesome. 
that fucking scene is hilarious. Yeah, shit too, but it's also so fucking good. Yeah, uh, like every scene in this movie is yeah. exactly like that. I was just like totally not expecting like after he orders all the food and then like the camera pans up. And everybody's face is just like this, like cartoon color of like bright yeah, red and orange. I was like wondering, uh, do they just do that with makeup? It looks so fucking great. yeah. They yeah, like, it essentially looked, look like it's like red. yeah, yeah. And then it was like, like so over the top, but it looks like like a practical effect. Like, like it was, it was like totally they actually just like painted them. Yeah, it's totally what they did. It was it looked almost like uh, your pretty face going to hell, but like like a lighter shade, yeah, more blended. Yeah, yeah. Like the like they're embarrassed. No, it's not Satan. It's not Satan. <laughs> they're not caked on that. But it, it looks like they definitely look like there was makeup on their face. And then uh, I love how it follows the waiter, and he goes out, and then it goes to the the like school of like girls learning like, how to eat spaghetti. Etiquette. Yeah, yeah. And then there's like the American or, or the the big fat white guy, and he's just slurping down his spaghetti. His spaghetti. And his spaghetti, uh, his spaghetti, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> dude, come on. And it's like timed every time when she's talking about never slurping. It's yeah. the teacher. I love that scene. It's so good, and I love how it's only that one parts when it gets really like annoying to her the, to the teacher, where like the slurping literally does not match up with anything the guy's mouth is doing. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, it's looking just this like, like insane sound effects. Like yeah. That. It's just crazy sound effects. Like someone's just triggering this fucking sample. Like yeah. in the crazy They just way. layer that same sound over and over again. <laughs> it's like, Oh shit. <laughs> There's so many like slurping sounds that are just, Ooh. Yeah, and then like once her class is just like, fuck it, like I can eat spaghetti so much faster if I do it like that, and they yeah. all just start slurping, and then she just like goes into it. And... Well, then and then it's like mirrored with like the way they eat the ramen. They all slurp the ramen. Yeah, and it's like the right way to eat it, and like it's it's all about like enjoying your food. Yeah, yeah, like like the there's no etiquette in enjoying your food, but there it there is, but it's like just to enjoy it. Yeah, 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 I, yeah, I agree. Appreciate it. I, I didn't catch that when I was watching it, but yeah, I think that was definitely like an underlying point of the, yeah, the, the that scene is yeah, like the, the etiquette like, doesn't yeah, matter. Fuck it. Yeah, <laughs> just fucking eat this and make it good. We'll eat it right. Okay, now take about three or four noodles onto your fork <laughs> and spin them. Is everyone feeling good about this? <laughs> <It's just> like... <laughs> about to eat four noodles and i'm preparing for four minutes i just want to (laughs) shovel this into my mouth even if the smallest noise is taboo oh yeah (laughs) she says that and then try to make it just like (laughs) (laughs) least amount of noise as you can good lord okay so that's right after that is the first time we fucking see uh bad guy man (laughs) oh mr gangster yeah mr gangster boy with his lover. Yeah, it follows another uh, waiter up to uh, to their suite. Yeah. I thought it was the same waiter. It might have been the same waiter. But Probably. It, like, it's, yeah. a, it's just like a continuation of that. Yeah, like they kept following the same waiter up. And... Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Anyways, yeah. It's great so transition. Cool. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's when they're doing all the like food stuff, like dipping uh, her nipple in... Cream. Like whipped cream, cream yeah. stuff. I don't even remember. Was the was the honey thing during that yeah. too? Yeah, like, yeah, that was incredible. Yeah, that, well, was, that a great shot. Shot was incredible. Yeah, the shot was awesome. So incredible! Holy shit! Oh my god, that was awesome. Yeah. But then when he grabs the shrimp, 
and like puts the bowl on her stomach. Okay, I was honestly like right when the honey got introduced, I was like, damn, this is hot as fuck. I love this. This is great. <laughs> and then the shrimp got in there and I was like, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but then it, it like go, transitions into that scene with him at the seashore or at the yeah at the seashore and like the seashore the seashore he's at the <laughs> sea. he went to the seashore, seashore. <laughs> he went to the shore, the shore and he bought that sea. seashell <laughs> well and then he like meets that woman with the oyster oh like, yeah and that whole sequence is she so was it even a woman though like it looked like a yeah, little girl like yeah, it was yeah, a woman it was a young, it, it was a young it looked like a, like a girl in her like early teens. Like I really did think it looked like a sixteen year old. Yeah, well, exactly. Okay, like, so it did. It did it a couple angles, but then when they like, kissed, it definitely looked like a twenty something year old. And then at the beginning of the scene, if you watch it again, she looks older. I mean, just sixteen the... year olds can look twenty. I'm just getting yeah, the opposite. Is, yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But like in that one angle where you saw like when she hands him the shell and she's like, you can take it out of my hand. And it's like shooting it from the uh, the profile of her face. She like yeah. looks young. She looks like two, like two, two years old. Yeah. She looks like a child. And you're like, wait, why is she kissing him? Now? Why is this baby kissing this yeah. criminal? But then you cut, it cuts away and you're like, oh, and wait, he's just like all baby. about it. <laughs> he's like bleeding on her and shit. But that was such a good scene. And then it like, it like cuts to like all of her friends like watching her just like lick this guy's face. Oh yeah. But that cut like there's something haunting about that sequence to me. Oh, for there sure. Was, there was something like in in the tone of it that was just very haunting. It's like he was fucking Satan. <laughs> yeah, it was, kind yeah, of. it was like, but like there's there was something like a sinister like. But there was something ethereal and like mysterious and like grand about it as mm-hmm. well there was some kind of grandness like it like an archetypal image it seemed almost. like biblical it it felt in that way like it felt that like there was a there was a grand scope to that sequence and it was short but like like the way it cuts to her hand and there's just that one drop of blood and uh-huh. then it starts to spread and then he eats it out of her hand and then it cuts that close shot of his lips and she just like licks his lips and there's there's just something like in those keeps on licking his lips. lips. Yeah, and then and then it cuts to those women and the way they're lined up and like the way the shots framed. Like there was some there felt something like more like eternal or like grand about that whole sequence. And the, the music that was playing really set the tone, I felt. Like uh, there's something about that sequence that really just like stood out to me. Pretty much every Every sequence, obviously, but I mean, like all of the ones involving those characters, like the uh, the gangster, the gangster and his his girlfriend, were like all fucking awesome. No, yeah, it was great. I mean, I definitely feel like once the shrimp got introduced, it it like woke something up in me. <laughs> <laughs> something ancient. It's, uh, it's been there all along. Something eternal. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm happy to hear that. (laughs) Me too. What a perfect way to incorporate food and sex. Yeah. Just want some shrimp dancing on my back. Yeah. Some shrimp crawling around on my stomach. But what makes that scene is she just giggles. Yeah. It's like tickling her. And like I don't know, like put some like fucking brown sauce in there. Was wasn't he like also like eating her out as that was happening? Like I thought that was like the camera wasn't showing it, but like that was like where he was positioned. I I wasn't paying attention to his head. Yeah, it was. Yeah, (laughs) that was that was what I thought was happening, and she was just like having this crazy fucking experience. I would I would be giggling if there were shrimp dancing around my belly like that, and, and I weren't comfortable with it. 
Okay, so we might as well just talk about the egg as well now, since you know. Yeah, we're well, that's later on, but yeah, the, 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 it's yeah. still in the same vein. Yeah, they're in the same yeah. room. <laughs> <laughs> Them tossing that yolk. Yeah, back and forth. I was just impressed by the sheer number of times they got back and forth without busting the egg. Like, like the actors themselves. It is single like, shot. Yeah, like, and yeah. doing yeah. it so passionately, like it legit looks. Like they're, I mean, they're not even actors. Yeah, no, it was yeah. like they were just like very much into that like erotic ass moment. It's insane, of like and she like spitting this egg comes back and forth when the yolk breaks, and she oh. yeah, and it's, and it's like incredible. Yeah, yeah. she does go. Oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she makes a noise and you know, <laughs> it just runs that yolk just yeah. runs down her chin. She makes a noise. <laughs> Pleasure. I'm telling you. It's good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it looks legit as fuck. Well, like, they, I was they, like they I was like I did it. I was like, oh god, is they're about to do this with the yolk. This guy's a fucking freak. And then I was like, oh wait. <laughs> this guy's on to something this is pretty fucking amazing Sounds like a fun game <laughs> and like yeah yeah, yeah. And it's all done in one take and i think that's the most impressive part if they had cut it would have been different but the way you just watch the actors like pass it back and forth and it never it doesn't cut yeah. and it comes in close and then it pulls away and you're like oh my god they've passed this back and forth like seven times like and every time they've done it it's become more and more like they the become, stakes get higher. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they get more into it. Like, yeah. they're into it. And, oh, like, yeah. you feel it. It's passionate. Right. Yeah. Like, it gets hotter and hotter. It's, like, it keeps going back and forth. It, and it's trying a, to make an omelet. It's an incredibly, yeah, it's an incredibly interesting <laughs> sequence if you think about a it. Like, a, a tongue omelet. A tongue omelet. Tonsil omelet. And, and either right before. You want to play tonsil omelets <laughs> with your cousin, okay? <laughs> I want a rice omelet. Rice omelet, also a great, great scene. scene. Yeah, probably one of the best of the film. <laughs> <laughs> but but the egg the egg scene, the yolk scene, yes, the, the pass. Yeah, that is a, uh, a strangely uh, erotic and like like great sequence. It's pure erotica. It's it, the strange part is that you're into it, <laughs> like that everyone's like like. I like can this. get into this egg. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's such an interesting metaphor for like, like the egg itself represents like life and like birth and like the act of like passing that back and forth between each other. And then like the next time you see that character, he's dying. And then he represents like the act of using like life is like in like the act of it's life like is like a sexual experience and this like yeah this like constant like back and forth and then death is like the this moment that you share that that you wish you could have sh- like you share a moment that you wish you could have shared again and then it's like the, the act of like passing on and it's all over centered around food and it's all the act of like passing life on you know and mm-hmm. like, i don't know the, the, yeah it's it, great fucking filmmaking incredible filmmaking <laughs> it's like really is incredible. yeah no i mean i I liked that character a lot because it was like everything about like from the beginning monologue of the movie to like when he was dying it was all centered around the food aspect of like his it was like his emotional relationship with food and how yeah. it like 
kind of like took over every part of his life, like the crinkling of movies and the or crinkling of ships in the movie theater. Yeah, yeah. And he was like ready to kill that guy. <laughs> every <laughs> character had their like, they were characterized by the aspects of food, like the yeah, they, uh, were just part of you know yeah yeah and awesome. like his dying moment like his dying wish was to be able to eat a boar intestine with with, with, with his, his lover yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, well and, and then like the rest of the movie too every everything centered around food but it's all about this like collective shared experience like we can all identify with these different sequences and they range from being incredibly sexual to incredibly dramatic to incredibly funny and, and inspiring and even parts where like it it teaches it, it's all centered around food and our experiences with food but it's also about us like being able to like learn something beyond ourselves and connect with other people and like mm -hmm. it, it, it's it, i mean it ultimately encompasses like the entirety of life and like yeah what, what that means it's, and it's, how we share it's, it's life well, like with food people. can like really bring people together and that's also another thing that like like it reminds me of like how anthony bourdain would make me feel about food yeah honestly exactly. you know like he did that so fucking well yeah he was all about that shit you know yeah that's crazy. Yeah. That, He's so awesome. Exactly. He is. How do you, like, are you a Anthony Bourdain? So, to uh, be honest, this is going to sound, like, really blasphemous, like, uh, considering I've been in the service industry for, like, eight years, and I'm, like, a sous chef and, like, a like a decent restaurant in D.C., but, like, I never got that into Anthony Bourdain. I read Kenshin Confidential. I watched various episodes of, you know, several different shows that he was a part of, but, like, never, like, a big follower or fan Definitely, like, I mean, sad that he passed. I yeah, thought he was yeah, a great yeah. food writer. Um, but just, yeah, never been, like, a Didn't get that huge connection, fan. Yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. I don't know what it was. Uh, he had great writing, and, like, he was entertaining as hell. But I also felt like every episode I watched of his show was, like, the same episode again. <laughs> and, like... <laughs> I, don't, I just couldn't get into it. I also, I mean, that's just also me. Like, I don't, I don't spend a lot of time like watching TV. So yeah, yeah, you're out there doing the real thing. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're trying to get better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's totally cool. I didn't mean to veer off, but yeah, he he reminds me of those aspects that this film presents as well, which is awesome. It's great. Like, but totally, his like life philosophy kind of embodied what the philosophy of this film is. Yeah, where it's like like food is this connect like thing that we all have yeah. to take part and in even the way that they say like when they're like uh when they insult that guy's ramen when they're going around like trying different ramen and they're like your ramen is terrible like you fucking your lies blah 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 like they're just <laughs> yeah. like saying like all this shit um and they're like oh what's so great about your ramen and they're like our ramen is nothing special. We're just normal people who make normal ramen. Yeah. <laughs> like that as well is another aspect that I feel like really like a lot of chefs take on that. They're just like, like really good foods, really fucking easy. It really is. Yeah. No, that's, that's honestly like yeah. a fact. Like, like when you try to like go too over the top, you end up like shooting yourself in the foot and like not producing something as good as it could have been. It's, it's like really the best food I've ever had comes from just like sticking to like the fundamentals and doing things yeah. right. Like taking zero shortcuts. Flakes. Yeah. I mean, not necessarily like <laughs> that specific, you know, <laughs> but, but you, know, like, you still cook from your heart. You don't, you know, sit there like weighing everything out and following a recipe, but like <laughs> ultimately, you know, it's, if you yeah. follow like simple techniques and procedures and, uh, 
fire extinguisher in the kitchen, okay? <laughs> it's I mean, cooking generally is it is pretty Mom. easy. Like, <laughs> Mom. Mom. What's the food going to be ready, Mom? <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, so that scene too. Oh my god. Where the they're like trying to wake up this mother just like, "Oh my god, wake up." Like what's gonna work? <laughs> so that that woman uh, is actually suffering from what they in the movie they call karoshi, which is which means that they were worked to death, and many people in that time period in Japan suffered from overworking and died. People still do in Japan. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Oh yeah. People, I mean, all around that area. I'm mean, China as well. You know? Yeah. China's even worse. It's crazy. China's terrible. It's absolutely insane. Jesus Christ. Okay, that woman. Anyway, <laughs> she's fucking. <laughs> that's what we were talking about. <laughs> the woman dying from exhaustion. She's been worked to death. So she's lying on the floor, fucking dying, and her husband and her kids are just like, "How do we wake her up?" I can't remember what they were saying. He's like, "What do we do?" He goes, uh, he he like shakes her, and he's like, "Not now." He goes, uh, "Make me dinner." Will that yeah, work? Yeah, go cook dinner. And well, she- like before that though, he's like saying like stuff like, "Oh, like." The house on fire. <laughs> like, so like, I can't remember what he's saying. He's not saying shit like that, but he's saying other things and it's not responding. She's not responding. She's not responding. And then he's like, we need dinner. It's dinner time. Make dinner. <laughs> and then she like just rises from the dead. Yeah. She's yeah. like, I have a duty. Uh-huh. <laughs> she goes and makes dinner and it's fucking great. And they're all just like, thanks, mom. <laughs> and then she passes <laughs> out so, again. And dies. And, and well, fucking dies. Like, the greatest part is like the doctor just grabs the wrist and he's like, oh, I'm very sorry. Time of death, 922. <laughs> well, it's like super, that's super Monty Python. Cause like yeah. I, I immediately caught what they were doing right when he fucking steps out. I was like, oh my God, this guy's literally going to fucking call time, Say of, time death of death immediately. Yeah. <laughs> like he yeah. just comes out of nowhere. Like there's just a doctor. Yeah. It's so sudden. fucking funny. And there's like a, a I was going to call her a handmaid. <laughs> There's a handmaid's tail behind him. The 1980s Japanese handmaid. Yeah. Custom in every home. But she's just a nurse, probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Lord. But yeah, that, oh, my God. That was so funny. I loved that. Such a good way to end that, that whole... That whole scene was hilarious as shit. Just because it's just like she woke up to make them dinner. Yeah, <laughs> and then as oh soon my... as dinner serves, she just and, like well, and then takes she a di- look and and then she dies like and gently falls over. Well, and when she dies, the father's like, "Don't!" And the girls like one of the daughters starts crying. Don't stop eating. Goes, Don't stop me. This is the last meal your mother ever cooked for us. Yeah, Eat it like, while it's still hot. Like, and he's just oh, like not paying attention. Everyone's just shutting yeah, it in yeah. their mouth. And they're just like, we have to eat it now. Yeah, and they're like, all like crying and just thing. like yeah. shoveling this it's fried weird rice. It's because and... it always has this endearing, charming uh, tone to it as well. Because she like raised from the dead, made them dinner and like, you know, died. died. Like she made them one last dinner. One last meal and then and it, it ends like the Looney Tunes. It just fucking... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this, yeah. Like, like all transition. these vignettes like end like this. I think even more than that. Um, There's like a couple weird transitions. There's like a moment when she's like asking them for help in the kitchen and like uh, Goro, and when Tempo was asking Goro and Goon for help in the kitchen um, at the very beginning, and they're sitting in her kitchen after breakfast, and then it just like 
wipes it just goes from corner to the other corner and just like wipes the screen and then they're just she they're just training her it yeah just like starts training sequence oh it's so fucking comedic it, it, it's the, the so timing it's like Marx Brothers. again it's just like she's like will you please teach me and like boom we're teaching you <laughs> it's just so like funny and like the movie's not short but like it moves through its moments quickly like yeah. when they're over it just fucking ends them and moves on yeah it's almost like it, it. It's just. It's almost like classic comedy. Yeah. Film like the way it's edited. It's just moments. It's moving throughout these moments. It, it, and it's it's got a great like uh, structure to those moments, but they really do kind of like you like forget that you're in in them, but you. you it's all linear storyline. It's just. Yeah. It's, right. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it like it's just like. It'll transition like the businessmen walking past them when they're doing the running training, and then it just follows the businessman. Yeah, and then it follows the waiter, and then you get the spaghetti sequence. Yeah, you get like the, the, the transitions were like very fluid, or they were very abrupt, and like yeah, they and just comedic like, yeah. in their abruptness. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like they were well timed. Like if they were abrupt, they were done to effect. Yeah, if, for sure. if they weren't abrupt, they like were these incredibly like almost Python esque like smooth transitions mm-hmm. where it just went from one scene to another, almost like Richard Linklater's um, slacker where it just yeah. like follows people. Like the camera just picks another person up off the street and then like that scene's over and the next one picks up. So it kind of has a blend of both, which is in these stylistic changes where like we go, we go from like uh one of these vignettes into this like epic grand, like them meeting the, the homeless camp and, and the, the gourmet stuff and them introducing all this food. And there's just all this dialogue, but it's like so charming and so funny and you completely unexpected. And then it cuts to this silent film, Charlie Chaplin esque sequence of the Tobo and one of the homeless guys making the egg, uh, the uh, rice omelet, rice omelet yeah. and like breaking into this building and there's no fucking dialogue and like it's all done like a silent film and it's classic yeah. and as the, fuck and the guy does it in like fucking four seconds yeah. <laughs> like but they do it on it's screen so awesome yeah. and, and it's, it's like, like and it's so whimsical and like and then like the music they're playing is like has changed and then it goes back into the hobo camp and then there's this like opera playing and then it goes from that. Well, it's into, them. It's them all harmonizing together, singing like goodbye, goodbye to, to the, the sensei. sensei. Right. And then it, which is amazing. Yeah, like yeah, and, it's actually and, like a great performance. And then that transitions into the egg scene <laughs> in the hotel room, and like they're singing over the egg scene. So there's like these complete tonal changes happening, like constantly, mm-hmm. but yeah. they're done so expertly where it's like it's sudden when it needs to. And it transitions into the next one fluidly when it needs to, but it keeps you there. It keeps you there, and it's like yeah. playing with, like how you're feeling about the movie the entire time too. Yeah. Like it's just like we're up here, we're going down here, we're going a little deeper, we're coming lighter. <laughs> like it's yeah. just so awesome. Just like, it, I mean, it's like a symphony of yeah. a film. Yeah, like for it, sure. there's all like all yeah. it, it's musical in the way, and it, it's kind of like, it's kind of like cooking. So like. The, the film stands like all the all the film that's about food like and, and everything in the movie is like a metaphor for filmmaking mm-hmm. and then they draw those parallels in the very beginning and then at certain moments throughout the movie where like 
the, like the guy's like, I'm the director in a film, and then this is how we're gonna do the the ramen shop, you know? Like, and that happens kind of towards the end, and then at the very beginning where he's like, "Are you watching a film?" And they, I mean, they keep calling attention to like the way that like cooking and film are related, and the way that like these two things are are so similar, and the way that they're constructed, and it's all about learning this like this craft, and like in becoming a master, and then like the people who enjoy that experience which i mean we watched like the half of that video on on the thing where it's talking about like amateur and professional or whatever and like people who and who take part in activity but they're not they're not paid but they like take passion in it that's an amateur whereas the people who craft that that experience are the professional and that's the same as filmmaking like oh, that's us we're the amateur we we come to the film and we have passion in the film mm-hmm. and we appreciate the film for what it is. But then you have on the other side, the professional, the craftsperson who masters the art of making the film and then presenting you that film. And it's the same way with cooking. You have the professional who crafts the meal for you and you have the amateur who comes and enjoys the meal. Yep. Right. And I also like how he made the distinction in that little video about the difference between like an artist and a craftsman. And how like an artist creates something that can be enjoyed without any purpose, but a craftsman creates something that with is purpose f- with mind. a specific purpose. Yeah, that's it. obvious. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that is awesome. And, I also <clears throat> like the 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 jump that he made, like with explaining the word amateur as well. Yeah, like how like someone kind of like the English version of the word is just like someone who's not like skilled in that, but it doesn't really explain the whole aspect of you being passionate about it and being a part of that thing, you know, yeah. that you're right. You're just not necessarily like paid to contribute into exactly. like whatever that is. Yeah. But that was very interesting. And like it made a lot of this make sense too. Yeah. Know? Like defining an amateur, not as someone who knows nothing and they're new to it, but someone who comes at an, a hobby or an activity with passion and with intention yeah. but they're they're not the ones crafting the experience they're, they're the ones consuming the experience yeah and they're like pretty much everyone like in the in the vignettes and just you know everyone taking part of in, in like food. the ramen yeah <laughs> right like yeah. and we're in the experience of of eating or mm-hmm. of eating in sex or like i mean all of these things like like the gangster is like the tr- the pure amateur where he is, he has full appreciation for what he's doing and he incorporates it in this way into his life and all this stuff, but he, he's not the one crafting the experience. But then in a way, he's a professional because he's crafting this sexual he made that girl code. Yeah, and he made her gum. And he <laughs> was creative with it. I've never made a girl gum like that. I'm just saying. Um, right, we'll cut that out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So let's talk about um, that uh, tooth, the dentist scene. <laughs> oh, my oh God. yeah. I forgot all about that. <laughs> I know. All the girls in the room got uncomfortable. Did Jordan as well? Mm, she's seen it. She didn't get that uncomfortable. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I think everyone I've ever watched it with, I've only seen it one other time, but we watched it with another like, group of people, and all the girls were like, oh, God. Yeah, so a couple uncomfortable scenes, like the turtle scene and the dentist scene, probably the the most uncomfortable, only, yeah. most uncomfortable, probably the only uncomfortable. Really, like the egg gets a little uncomfortable, but then you get into it. And yeah, not, no, it's not so uncomfortable yeah, anymore. It's great. <laughs> Literally, the disc uses the the circle in the middle of the Blu-ray as the egg, and the, it's just like the picture of the two 
faces like passing it between them it's <laughs> like, great it's like a kind of <laughs> yeah. ping pong ball but but the turtle scene is definitely a a um, disclaimer so like i didn't even notice that the turtle was still alive oh they stabbed like him the i was looking neck. at it as you were like you might not want to watch this and i was it is literally like split second after they stabbed <laughs> the turtle they actually fucking killed this turtle and i was right like here. oh okay that's fine well dean yeah. didn't like it <laughs> Oh, so right after that, uh, that little kid with the carrot. Um, oh, no, no, no. So the dentist scene is what we were talking yeah, about. That's yes. the dentist yeah, yeah. scene. Yeah. The dentist scene is uh, like they like crack open this guy's tooth. And I guess like it releases the gangrene of like the pulp. Yeah, yeah he is like gangrene. Yeah. yeah, you know, they're doing the, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Root canal or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they like open up. They're doing like, some yeah. fucked up but shit. It's infected with gangrene. It's <laughs> yeah. like, he's like. It's like rotting, essentially. Yeah, and it smells so bad. They're all trying to get air. Um, they open that window. That's such a funny sequence. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good comedic payoff if you are uncomfortable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it'll immediately like make you a little more chill. Everybody kind of relaxed. They're like, "Oh, everybody's grossed out." Yeah, but it it cuts to what? Who's the guy eating the ice cream? He's the guy from the the dentist chair. Yeah, well, it, like he he gets out of the dentist chair and that they, they explain like that smelled so fucking bad. Like yeah. that's what you had. Did you not smell it? And he's like, "I kind of smelled something." And they're like, "Well, you can eat anything now." And then it cuts to him on the bench and he's eating like a big cone of ice cream. Yeah, well, it, like they tell him like it should be soft. Yeah, eat something soft. Yeah, yeah. And so he's like eating ice cream and then the little child walks up and it's like the cutest kid I've ever seen. <laughs> Yeah. And he's got yeah, it's the cutest kid. And then he's got a necklace um, with a carrot and also like a sign a cardboard that says, sign. Yeah. Don't feed me sweets. With a cake at the very bottom with, with an X. Yeah. yeah. He only eats natural foods. Uh, His yeah. mother. Yeah. And then and that's he awesome. like this guy's like reads that sign. It's like, here you go, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Try some ice cream. But like, how did he get like I, I don't know what to make of that scene. Yeah, it like, is it is strange. That that one probably odd. is the strangest of all of them. Yeah, if it, it like, feels like the most out of excuse me, out of the way we've talked about the movie, like everything else feels like it was in place. Like there's a like a purpose for it. But that scene I can't quite place yet. Yeah. I I, I agree with that. Like I know there's probably a purpose, but I need to like really figure out mm-hmm. i need to watch it again it's entertaining you know oh, it's still, definitely but yeah funny. You, you know we don't know quite know the meaning of it <laughs> like the, the first idea i had was like he ruined his teeth by eating bad food and then he sees this kid who is like strictly doesn't eat that stuff and then he like gives it to him and he like is creating another version yeah of him well, by like giving him the also by order of his mother i feel like is like a part of it as well like you have like this little kid something. that like you know kids like sweets and he's just always got to like snack on this carrot <laughs> that's attached <laughs> to his head. Yeah. And this guy, like this older guy, is like, you know what? I'm gonna share my ice cream with this kid because I know that he's fucking dying <laughs> to have this. <laughs> like, you know, it, it just kind of it. There's definitely an element of that like human experience. Yeah. To exactly. It. Yeah. Like if that, anything, yeah. I mean, the, what I would it's like, it. yeah, the shot of like the kid like going to eat the ice cream cone too is just like he he looks at it like like what the fuck am I looking at right now like yeah. like like he's never held ice cream in his hand before and it's just like his first experience like going into it and then he just starts going to town <laughs> like it's like a new experience it is it's so good 
And uh, how about that fucking uh, uh, sense? No. When they're all eating ramen at that place and the sensei walks in and is eating ramen and starts choking as well. <laughs> and oh, they put yeah. a fucking guy, vacuum yeah. down his throat. <laughs> but that whole scene is so crazy too because it's just that one shot and it's like the two shot of the the table of our heroes and then this guy. Mm-hmm. And like it, like they keep spying on him when he starts to eat really fast or like eat anything. And like it goes back and forth for so long. And then... Uh, and then he starts choking and they like stick the vacuum down his throat and do all that stuff. Yeah, Tommy Popo just like shoves it in there. And, like, Tommy Popo. Tommy yeah, Tommy, Popo. Tommy, Tommy, whatever. <laughs> I mean, fuck off. <laughs> I love it. That's so funny. It's phonetically correct. Um, and then he shows up in the last scene when she finally reopens. Yeah. Like he's one of the first customers. And he like rewards her somehow. I forget what the reward is, but he's like, for saving my life, I'm going to give you... Something. Oh, wait, who rewards who? Part. What are you talking about? The after that scene where they save him. Oh, really? It cuts I didn't to a scene that. where they were like, he was like, "You saved my life, and for saving my life, I'm gonna do this." And I forget what he offers them. Hmm. But that's literally the next scene right after that. Well, damn, damn. Yeah, I don't remember that. Yeah, I guess I must. Maybe that. money for the interiors. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Uh, well, we need money. <laughs> we need a couple million yen. <laughs> you got any of that? You should give that over. I don't think that's what happened, but I, I do know that that scene happens next. I just don't know what he gave them. Yeah. Well, I think it's so funny that dream sequence too, where like you don't really catch it because everything is flowing so much. Like when when they they uh, diss that guy's ramen. And then it, it feels like, like it's like you a don't real know scene. when it starts. Like they're yeah. like, "All right, well, we're gonna come and try your normal ramen tomorrow at ten thirty. <laughs> and they like show up, and it's so like showdowny. It's so yeah. awesome. Oh, yeah. And then he like is like choking her. And yeah, it's, it's like, like really scary. For she's a like, second. "Wait, okay, it'll be ready in a second. He's like, "Don't fuck with me. <laughs> like here, that goddamn ramen. We gotta deal. Yeah, agreement." <laughs> and then, like and they're like all fighting each other and shit. And then he's like choking her out and like yeah, right like, next to the boiling pot. And yeah, then she just fucking wakes up screaming. You're like, "Oh shit, that was a dream." Yeah, that was a dream of her like fucking overcooking the broth <laughs> and, and she wakes up and she's overcooking the broth yeah. Yeah. oh my so god so good yeah oh my god it's so good I love that holy shit <laughs> so this... the woman in the grocery store too I just have to keep on mentioning these vignettes as yeah. well as I remember them that one was super weird as well it's fucking great though it's so it, but it's funny it's hilarious I thought, shit. I thought it was so funny funny how like he's like stalking this woman and he finally like gets to her and he's carrying a fly swatter yeah and he's like ah and he like, like hits her in the hand and it's just like got this look on his face so like so happy i finally got her <laughs> yeah and, and that's all he does and then it just like cuts out of the scene and then you, you, we go to the scene of like the old man and the the like the shady business broker in the restaurant and the old man turns out to be like a con artist pickpocket and he gets arrested and like he's just like let me have one more of this oh, you yeah. know and like yeah, that yeah, whole yeah. sequence and it's and that's how it transitions into the wife dying because it like follows the guy on the street running yeah, past yeah. them like th- this movie's so fucking clever man it, it just really like, is flows so well oh my god yeah it's so insane also uh 
can we just talk about how fucking beautiful and cute and charming Tampopo is? Yes. Dude. Oh, yes. yes, please. Yeah. It's so awesome. And then also Goro as well, just like changing and like becoming like, like he like pretty much starts off as Japanese Clint Eastwood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and he becomes kind of like a John Wayne type. And then he becomes this completely other character. He becomes Goro. Yeah. Like he's Goro. Like, yeah, he's awesome. Yeah. And I love like him uh, getting angry at the other people being like, oh, Dan Popo's mousy. F- mousy and frumpy. Yeah, <laughs> she's, he's like, like you oh. asshole. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think she's pretty. <laughs> You're just in love with her. That's why you think she's pretty. Yeah. He's like, oh. oh. <laughs> but that whole scene where they like reveal her to him and she's in the chef's clothes. <laughs> yes. And it's so well shot. Yeah, it's yeah. gorgeous. And then the guy comes up with the fucking towel and like that transition is seamless. Like it's I don't so know. They go, look number two. Yeah. And then they, <laughs> like, they just shake the, the thing in front of the camera and that transition is seamless. That cut was perfect. I can't tell where it was. Like they did a great job. And then it just her dress so fucking great like 1980s and that music polka dot yeah. like shit yeah. like yeah <laughs> it's like a one car y movie or something yeah, it's like, like how do you how do i look now yeah you look yeah. hard to talk to <laughs> yeah and that music just changes she's like let's go out let's go out together and it's just, it's so fucking charming this mo- this whole movie is charming. It, it's yeah. super fucking charming. Yeah. It's like the optimal word to describe it. it. It's so charming. And it's just such a fucking uh, adventure where you're rooting for Tampopo the whole time as well. Yeah. Like, it's something that you can forget, like, honestly, like I just did, well, talking about this movie because it's so many things. But, like, at the root of it, it's about Tampopo, obviously. Mm-hmm. And, like, her journey through trying to make this ramen and, like, just become... Uh, an artist yeah and in and a way it's to like master kind, her craft in a way it's kind of like a coming of age tale it absolutely is yeah and like all of that shit is so uh, like it just elevates the film totally so much it gives it this like emotional center this like core to it that's that's just so happy mm. like i i think it's like it's kind of funny that we were talking about like RuPaul earlier and like how we were describing it to Michael as being this like incredibly positive message at the center of Tampopo. There's that same kind of feeling. There's that like incredibly positive, like if you work hard enough, if you surround yourself with like your closest friends with like honest people, then you can, you can do whatever you set your mind to. Mm -hmm. And, and, And there's something about that, that that's so endearing and then, like, the casting and, like, obviously the performances and the style of the film, like, everything lends itself to that feeling. Yeah. But that's at the core of the movie. Yeah. That is, like, the the main uh, just tone that you yeah. should feel, like, a fucking... No, it's very uplifting. ...from yeah. this movie. Yeah. I mean, it has, like, a very positive message. And basically the message at the end of the day is, like, just work really hard and, and accept people. And, like, don't try and float on your laurels. Like, actually do the work and, and have passion for what you're doing. And, like, there's something about that that's just so pure, mm-hmm. you know? That, that That's what this movie feels like to me. Is it, It's very pure. Like, there's love in, in the film and there's love in the way that, like... And, and it teaches you to do that. Like, yeah. he's teaching her to love making ramen and to love cooking and preparing that and, and, and this to love so her, like, he's like he's teaching her like more than just to love the food but also to love the experience of serving a customer 
her ramen and like like the whole like how he gets like, onto her about like mind. like now look at him while he's looking away now you can really like size the guy up and find out what he's expecting out of the experience yeah it's just so like true. how he's acting he's it's it's about like catering to the customer as well and like creating an experience that people want to come back for yeah, yeah exactly yeah. sizing up a customer you know yeah, like remembering, remembering the what they ordered and what they like yeah well yeah, at the end of the day it's about like how it presents to people and about interacting with people and like like being part of the world and it's not just about perfecting the craft it's about perfecting the craft in a way that like presents itself well to the world yeah and in belongs in the world and like there's something about that that doesn't seem to be in other films that seems to like to be unique to this movie and to into other some other great movies like all that jazz kind of has that mm-hmm. to me like that character for all these other themes in that movie and, and for all his other flaws at the, at the core of him, he wants to make the best show. He wants to make the best like experience for, for the viewer. And like, it, it's that like passion and that, that, that kind of emotion. Yeah. Behind and even in that film, like there's no, like, uh, there are like some depressing themes, but for the most part, like, that main character has a really good life and it's charming, you know, and it's charming as shit. Yeah. Like there, there's something to that mindset, that mindset of being like, like passionate about what you're working with and like Mm -hmm. what you're working on and like incorporating that into like, not only the hobby itself, but into life in general. And like this movie, like exemplifies that, by like showing you all these different ways in which we all kind of interact with this thing with with food and film and, and film like in film takes that role and like it this movie's very aware of that so it, it, it's it's all about like that like how we consume things mm-hmm. and like how we can how we consume things doesn't have to be a negative thing it can it, it's this all-encompassing like life experience it's life and death. It's sex. It's, it's everything. You know. It's fashion. It's the future. future. Yeah. <laughs> it's the world at large. <laughs> I was just trying to channel RuPaul. <laughs> well, I think that's a metaphor for ants. <laughs> um, that was what very well put. I love that. It's it. It is very much that exact. Thing that you just said <laughs> it's fantastic i love this film so much i'm sure we we all fucking enjoyed it oh yeah it was, it was gorgeous i loved it so much it's going in the top 10 yes have you seen any other films that uh juno ito or itome or whatever his name is yeah have you seen anything else that he's made i haven't so let's go back i'm gonna i'm gonna pull this up on the i'm gonna do this live all right uh, yeah. Don't worry about it. We can, so we can do whatever we want to. So he did a movie called A Taxi Woman and The Funeral. And it looks like he did the 1990 version of Tales of a Golden Geisha. Mm. So looks to me like I've not about seen... a chocolate bar? Not seen any of his movies. <laughs> it's a good thing I know what all of these are. I've not seen any of his films. Um... He did another movie called... Oh, Tampopo seems to be a short film that he did. 
and then he redid in 1985, but he did it originally in 1962. It looks really, like. yeah, it was like a short. I would like to see that, and it's called Gomu de Pupu. My lord, huh? We gotta, we gotta get our hands on that. Yeah, I gotta look for that. It might be on the. It Blu-ray. might be on the, yeah, probably, yeah, probably on the Criterion. We, <laughs> we, we criterion watched this on the Criterion, so we had supplements. So I'm sh- sure I haven't gone through all of them. Yeah, but like he's very done, well could be. He's done like ten other movies, like nine or ten other movies, nice. and I've not seen any of them. I would like to. I might look into what some of his other great movies are. I just, <clears throat> I didn't even know Tam, what Tampopo was or like how it stood in in the view of world cinema. Mm. When I bought it, I loved the cover art. When and I, I'm a, a, I'm a subscriber to Criterion, so I get their monthly newsletter, and in each month they announce their new titles. So when this came out, I saw that cover, and I was like, that looks fucking great. Yeah, and so. You know, it's modern technology now. So I, I can click on the link when I look at it in my email and go to their website. And then they have the trailer posted. And I watched the trailer and I was just like, that's a movie I want to watch. That looks so fucking great. Hell yeah. And I just kind of bought it on a whim during a Barnes and Noble 50% off sale. I was just like, I like, I want to get Tempopo. I want to see it. I'm going to buy a couple of these movies while they're cheap. So I ended up buying it and it was like one of the best. It's obviously one of the best. I did that with all that jazz as well. Same thing. And it's one of the best like impulse buys I'll ever have. And like I try to make my impulse buys based on that. Like if I see that trailer and I'm like, that looks like something I want to fucking watch. Yeah. I'll try and do that. And that's been the best movies I've ever gotten. So like in the realm of our podcast, like what movies we've done, this movie uh, pretty much fits right in the middle of all that jazz and Putney Swope, I feel like. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> like, like, it's got that Robert Downey Sr. Mm-hmm. weird, like, it's it's not quite Mel Brooks. I feel like it really is more towards, like, that Robert Downey Sr. stuff. It's not as dark. Because Downey Sr. is, like, right in the middle of Mel Brooks and Monty Python. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and that's what this movie kind of has. It strikes this weird balance between, like, a Mel Brooks humor and a Monty Python humor. And the Monty yeah. Python, in the way where it, like, it gets deep, but then it, it like, breaks that tension really well and yeah, it has these sure. like fluid transitions makes but it then silly yeah but then mel brooks really makes it silly so like there but there's also like a charlie chaplin influence there's obviously a john wayne clint eastwood influence there's like lots of ingredients there's lots of ingredients yeah. and it's like that's what makes good ramen it, <laughs> it's like making a ramen dish the movie itself is like a concoction of it's a recipe yep it, it which is crazy um that's a great analogy but yeah, it it yeah, but it, it is like kind of like Putney Swope. And what's funny is Putney's I, our Putney Swope was a Criterion thing, and all that jazz was a Criterion thing. And I acquired all three of those movies based on kind of impulse buys. Putney Swope Ben showed me when we were in college, so not quite as much. But I really want to watch Putney Swope again. <laughs> Michael, you have not seen Putney Swope. Of course not. Yeah, I think you it's need safe to, to watch assume. that goddamn. <laughs> It's incredible. We'll watch it while you're here. <laughs> We're going to watch every goddamn movie. You're, you're going to spend a week watching movies. You're not going to spend the whole week watching movies, but there are a couple movies I'm going to make you watch. I know you're staying in my house a couple nights. That's true. Might as well. There's a good chance. <laughs> but all right. Um, do you guys want to say anything else? I think that was fantastic conversation made me love the film even more honestly yeah. <laughs> like, i really like that conversation um i i i think that uh all i want to say is like 
this is uh, our first real big like themed like series that we're doing and, and we've got more planned obviously um but uh i i hope that that people enjoy what we're doing here and i hope to refine it even more with you um and uh i i think that this this particular movie was a great inclusion <laughs> oh, it was, in, in it our... was the first pick yeah well, yeah, it, it was, it was, it was the reason. It yeah. was the foundation of the theme. Like, we picked all the other movies around the theme of this. Yeah, I like doing the themes as well. <laughs> but and I like listening to these things. Hopefully, hopefully our audience can connect. And if you can, please let us know. We have an Instagram, uh, coming of age pod. At coming of age pod underscore is the Twitter. Yeah, is the Twitter. And you can tweet at us and you can retweet our bullshit. And you can see us uh, on YouTube and SoundCloud. We're also on Apple and on Stitcher. And we have a Facebook now, and you can communicate with us on that as well. So you can find us on most platforms. So just find us on one. Yeah. <laughs> and, and please just stick to that one. <laughs> Don't go spreading across the fucking board. Honestly, if you guys could just all go to Apple, we could really appreciate it. <laughs> Just like gain this. Well, you know, you know, it's fun to see some other things. You know, get get some interaction. Follow the YouTube because we're gonna make some fun (laughs) videos in a little while. But like, there's gonna be fun stuff happening in the future. But if you're gonna listen to this podcast, we want our metrics on the Apple. Fucking puke in the mic. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, um, it's because what I'm saying is garbage. Okay, (laughs) because everything about. The fucking social Podcast. media bullshit <laughs> is garbage. It and is. like we have to do it because we're mom and pop bullshit. <laughs> no one's going to listen unless we fucking promote, promote, promote. Hey, hey, but hey. But I hate it. And everything. Fuck you. Can you not just fucking listen to us? Just listen and tell your friends. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm sorry, everybody. I'm so sorry. Well, Michael, thank you for being on the podcast. Definitely. Chase? Repeat. Such a terrible movie. Repeat everything I just said? Yeah. Michael, thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. For being on the goddamn podcast. Although, you can call me Big Sugar. Oh. Big Sugar. (laughs) Thank you. We can't wait to have you back. (laughs) You're a 24-year-old person. I'm not calling you Big Sugar. What the? <laughs> <laughs> that that is neither here nor there <laughs> on the Big Sugar nickname, Colleen. <laughs> All right, Big Sugar. I'm just gonna roll with this one. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for listening to Coming of Age podcast, everyone. Thank you. Thank and you. Uh, we're gonna get out of here. So yeah, I hope you make it. Yeah. Life. Thank you. <laughs> make it. Bye. Fuck you.